0: Hey there, it's EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for longer. If you're listening to this when it's released, then it's Wednesday, February 3, 2021. And it's time for our Wednesday meditation. Good morning. Good
1: morning.
0: Oh, they? sister Claire, you was the first thing, more bright and early.
1: <laughs> Mama Bell
0: with you? with you? Oh yes,
1: Mama Bell is with
0: us. All right.
1: Yes. I've been waiting a whole hour for you. Where you been? <laughs> Where uh, you been?
0: <laughs>
2: uh.
0: You feeling good this morning? You feeling real good this morning? I'm trying
1: and, uh, to. I'm trying my best to.
0: All right. Uh-huh. All right. Well, this morning, as we uh, get ourselves ready for our uh, as Mama Helen's <laughs> here, our prayer meeting. And we ain't gonna have no coffin right here. Now that's rebooted. We begin with some some quiet moments. Uh, I like to present you with some topics and then kind of leave you to pray in your own way. The reason why I do that is because it's very hard for me to tell you how you feel or how you believe that you should uh, pray over these issues. But a lot of times we have corporate time and somebody comes up and they're praying, but the truth of the matter is, yeah Telling you, uh, they're expressing how they feel, and the rest of us are just sit here and agree, or at least quietly. But I believe that you have some grievances and some thoughts about some things. You've been watching the news. You're uh, financially maybe strapped a little bit. The, the money world is not what it should be at the moment. So maybe you are hearing about how the finance community or the people with the, the money ain't working right. You would like to ask the Lord to to bless our money they're up there and they're talking right now they're trying to work on them checks maybe your prayer is that they'll figure it out soon so we can get our money take a moment talk to the Lord about that is then you're hearing about the congress how it is shifting in a direction of white supremacy and bigotry and disinformation and just all our lies people who are full of hate are starting to become spokesmen for this nation they're garnering control over what we do and how we how we move Congress needs a purging pray for that Then, when I was growing up, most of you probably remember, they used to uh, always say, give a do-right spirit. They are preparing for the second impeachment. There are many who've already said that they're going to side with the man. There's one thing to get on these conversations and preach politics and partisism and things of that nature. That's, that's one thing. I can understand that. But when you know somebody's wrong and you're supporting them anyway, pray for them. because pray for our enemies pray for those who despitefully use you they're using the power and leverage they have over this nation to protect themselves talking with uh, Mama Bell, and I ain't gonna say what we talk about because that's inside of our CIA beats. Can't
1: tell our secrets.
0: Yeah, I ain't gonna tell you. I won't tell our secrets. I don't know what
1: it is, but
0: go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But sometimes it's easy to see preachers and think that They're all corrupt. They're not all corrupt. But the church needs a purging. Too many folks hiding behind the Bible for their own selfish gain. They used to pray back in the day, clean them up, clean them out, pray for them. Finally, Finally for right now. So I'm not may come in my mind in a minute. But the people that are walking confused, frustrated, angry. And dare I even say misled. They're crying out for help, and the help is seemingly incoming. Pray for them. going to corporately conclude this prayer. Since Clarice is going to close out this moment, then she's going to do her thing. Yes.
1: Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness and mercy toward us. Thank you for your kindness and your tender mercy. Father, we pray that today you will have your way in us. And that you will be glorified by our lives. Meet every need of every person and every household among us. Forgive us, Father, the sins we have committed. It's not always easy to do what is right. Give us the courage to do what is right and pleasing to you. Help us, Father, to be courageous. For your kingdom we ask that today you will open a door of opportunity for us to tell someone else of your goodness of your grace and your love thank you father for this new day we love you and we glorify you in it in jesus name amen Good morning, saints. We're off to a good start today. We're all warm and feeling the presence of God in our in our in our homes. We're just feeling uh, warm. It's cold outside, Um, so we're we're doubly warmed. We're doubly warmed by the heat that God has provided us and by His presence. Um, The sun's going to be coming up soon. And we're just looking forward to a day that is filled with God's compassion yes, and His love and His blessings. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, let's move on to our scriptural meditation for today, which is Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3, and also verse 14. Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp up against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. In verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Amen. You, Jesus. Well, good morning to
1: you. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How all of you doing on this uh, this fine morning?
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of good morning. our beloved
0: people. Uh, might be having a little phone trouble, so we're just going to uh, uh, let them hear, but, uh, uh, you know, sometimes our phones are just acting a little crazy, but I know where it is, so uh, we're just going to uh, pray for them this morning. This morning, I, I wanted to talk to you today, and... I'm going to just, uh, as they say, walk around and kind of inform you a little bit. Again, I'll get back to our subject matter more in detail. I, I didn't want to really dig into it today because we don't have time. I ain't got an hour to really do it justice. So since I can't do that, I prefer not do it at all. But I do want to highlight a little bit. Uh, we have for centuries been victim of disinformation. We have for centuries been fed stuff that was either not true or not fully true. And for some reason, there are those who feel that silence solves all problems. Well, that (laughs) is something that I wish we would get to the realization that silence does nothing but force us into our own world of thinking. If you don't tell me, I'm just going to believe what I want. And most times what I want to believe is not true. I was going through the uh, encyclopedias, if you will, kind of debunking some thoughts and ideas that are going through my brain or that have been going through my brain for some time. And one of the things that fascinated me was the debunking of an argument that I have heard since I was a kid. There are those who have hated the fact that Black History Month was in February. And they made the argument that it's a shame that the shortest month of the year is the one that they selected for the black man. and They have Mm -hmm. deemed it as being racist that that occurred. But that's not true. That's not true. As a matter of fact, the act that made us free, 13th Amendment, was signed on February 1. February 1 is the anniversary of when blacks were freed. And so it's appropriate that you start the celebration on the day that it happened. But there is no money. In truth, there is no popularity-winning contest in factual discussion. And so we allow the lies to brew. But then I went into that 13th Amendment, and I'm going to deal with this a little bit more in detail somewhere down the road. Don't worry, we'll be back. There's a lot in there. But you have to be very careful sometimes when laws is passed. Because truth of the matter is, in every situation a good law always has pieces in there that the bad folks won't. That's how they get it through. As the old folk would say, what's in it for them? It's always something they're going to get out of it. They give you a cookie. You better believe They're going to charge you somewhere down the line for the dough, the meal, the sugar, the eggs, the yeast, and whatever it took to make that cookie. Nothing is free. They give you these stimulus checks somewhere down the road. They're going to get you. Mm -hmm. So, So those folks who are taking it and spending it, Every brown penny you got I would advise put two, three dollars in a hole somewhere that even the groundhog can't Amen. get. Amen. Cause the family that that legalized mafia we know as Iris, Rebecca, and their son Sam, they haven't started talking to you yet. I just want to let you know that. We got a legalized mafia in this town. The family. Round right about April, the family starts doing what the mafia starts doing. If you understand what I'm trying to say. And so I read the 13th Amendment. And when I read it, I'm not going to directly quote it to you because it's not in front of me, and I'm just going through the thoughts in my head, so please just let me go with it and pray I don't run out of time. It said that all persons in this nation on this day shall obtain freedom. And they should do so without reservation. And slavery is forevermore abolished, watch this, except in the case of a crime. Ah, that's what they got out of it. That's why prison reform is so hard, because that is how they secretly, Kept slavery. And if you notice, who are the most folks that get targeted as it pertains to prison?
2: Former slaves.
0: They got what they wanted. And then I began to read about how. When they construct prisons, they do a research program, a straw poll, if you will. And that poll is taken from elementary school's test scores. They get them about the third grade and they look at them, they analyze them. And they take those students and they say, this, this, and this is going to be in our prisons one day. And they build the prisons based on our third, second, and fourth grade students. That's how they kept slavery. That's how they got what they wanted. And for some reason, that discussion has never been talked about. For some reason, that conversation goes unnoticed, and we walk in our feelings and our emotions and our self-judgments Without seeing the underlying current that is transpiring, they will know you are Christians by your love. But, seemingly, this idea of Christianity, this idea of a God fearing nation, which it's another discussion that we must debunk sometime soon, has seemingly been met with a lot of evils, a lot of ideas that somewhat contradict the Bible if you look at it at its totality. Uh Uh-huh. The sacred scriptures, the text. As I just mentioned, we know that there are Christians by our love. What does love hang people from trees? Does love beat women, ostracizing them and considering them as second rate citizens? Does love take our children and say that they are to be seen and not heard, that their ideas are not relevant because of their age? That makes no sense. This is a God-fearing nation, isn't it? Well, what God are we fearing? Can't be the God of the Bible because there's contradictions there. There's loopholes, there's ideas and theologies. that just doesn't make sense. We're a nation that believes that the young should sit in the corner with the old and shut up and be quiet. But yeah, when you read the Bible. Seems that it only deals between two extremes. God called David; he was only seventeen. Joseph had a dream. Seventeen. Samuel. Samuel. He was just a boy. Jeremiah. I can't go to them, I'm a boy. What they got doing anything, God says. Good old Timothy. He was a boy. As a matter of fact, not only what he was he a boy, but he found himself having to succumb to the system. Now that's not the scripture. over there where Paul went and took Timothy to be circumcised. It's in there. Flat out. I'm not making it up. Paul said, Timothy, I know that you are not a Jew, and I know that circumcision is technically only for the Jews, but if you want to make it in this society, you're going to have to follow the Jewish rules. Well, wait a minute. Are we following the rules of God who says, Do not consider unclean what I have cleaned? Or are we conforming to society? And was it the same man who said, Do not conform to society? to the things of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why is it seemingly so hard to just renew our train of thought? Am I enjoying this idea by myself, or is this train of thought making sense to anybody else but me? <laughs> Yes.
2: Making
0: sense. I just wanted to make sure because I'm just sitting here with my eyes closed and just conversing with you. I just wanted to make sure that I won't just enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. I think about, i got to look at my time here because I'll talk for a good hour and I know it. <laughs> I think about what's going on in our society. And I'm not going to do it in detail on this call because I don't have time. But y'all pray for me. We have to have some words this morning. But I think about what's going on as it pertains this virus, there's a huge, again, disinformation campaign that's going on. Once again, the ordinary person is not being taken into consideration. And I would be okay with it. if the disinformation campaign, if the organized community of deceit and deception was happening amongst sinners, I'd expect that. People who do not regularly read the scriptures, who do not regularly subscribe or publicly confess to a belief and a connection with a just and fair God. I would be okay with that. But I have a problem. I have a problem when on one side of the coin our pews are full with self-proclaiming believers, but on the other side of the coin they're stabbing and stealing and robbing and lying. I have a problem with that, and that problem is not personal. I've been around this church now thirty-some years. I can tell some stories that make y'all cry. Now I know you've seen some stuff. I know you sit in the pews and you have watched things happen. Let Mama Bell open her mouth for five minutes. She's been in the back room. Excuse me. Let the people who have been in church leadership tell your thing or two. You've heard of pulpit or pew hurt. The pulpitiers haven't taught yet. I was reading an article about preachers in growing roads or in growing numbers, should I say, committing suicide, taking their own lives because they can't take it anymore. How can you love a God that you cannot see? You're not even sure he's there. Of course you have seen effects. There are supernatural things that cannot be explained, and the only thing that we know to attach those things to is God, and I'm okay with that. We should keep that belief. <laughs> Blessed are ye who have not seen and yet believe. Keep your belief, but you really cannot definitively put your hand on the Bible and say you know God's skin color and how he breathes. There's a difference between a belief and a fact, and we hold true to our belief but the facts, sir, I see you. You see me. So how can we love a God that we cannot see? We pray, but we don't have any control over its transmission. We can't put a stamp and back it and have the postman deliver it to a specific location because we do not know where that is. But I know where my brother is. (laughs) And I won't even send him a dollar for his birthday. I won't even send her a cookie for her anniversary. How can you love a God who you have not seen and yet hate your brother and your sister who you see every day. I've got a good five minutes, and let me bring this on in. I wonder sometimes what would happen. And I thought about it, I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it. I thought about it. almost like you're spinning your wheels sometimes. You street evangelists know what I'm talking about. You're trying to get people saved. You're trying to tell them about the goodness of the Lord. Excuse me. You're trying to wheel them in. You're trying to bring them to faith. But you're shaking your head, too. You're just very good at not telling anybody. It's almost like you're spinning your wheels as well, because you see it. You see the backwardness. You see what doesn't make it ain't what appears to not make sense. It flat out don't make sense. And yet somehow we have to override the ignorances. We have to override the stupidities. We have to override the crazinesses of this world and find a way to hold strong to our faith. I thought about that. I thought about what the strategy should be. What is the message? How can you hold? To a faith, well, uh, let me get a little bit evangelical here. that seems to be what they want me to do. You go back to that old piece of wood that sat up there on that hill. Do you think about that old piece of wood that bore a man who was just he knew no sin. Yet he became it and submitted himself, yes, even to the death of the cross. How can he hold to his faith when the people that he came to save were the ones that hung him there? How can he hold to his faith To some degree, it seems that God leaves. It seems that he rejects. It seems that he turns his back on you and me. But the fact is, he actually did turn his back on his own, son.
1: My God, my God, why
0: have thou forsaken me. Ah, that right there, that right there is how you hold to your faith because we have not a high priest that has not suffered in every way. He understands. Misunderstood after you have done the best of your service, telling the world that the Savior has come, be not dismayed when men reject you. He'll understand. And he'll soon say, well done. My friends, Brother Dennis, I'm going to give him good time. I'm kind of torn because I don't know which one to use because either him or Grandma are going to preach another sermon. <laughs> so we got good time here. We're going to ask them to to come and give us a closing prayer. And as they do come, I hope he's here. See, that's when you got faith in your people. You don't even look. You just believe they're there. Amen. He's going to give us a closing prayer in a minute. And I hope as he is closing us in prayer that you take this little pep talk I'm sorry that it seemed like I wasn't engaging with you. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Amen. So I hope in my talking to myself that you were engaged a little bit in the conversation. I hope it made a little bit of sense to you. I hope it blessed your heart. And most importantly, I hope it gave you as they say, the fuel to carry on. Brother Dennis. Amen.
2: Thank you, Brother Harry. Appreciate that. Appreciate the message. I want to do a little something before we hey,
1: go something into to prayer. About. Yeah,
2: let's, uh, let's think about this. Uh, let's think about that we may need to ask God for forgiveness that we have uh, maybe yes. had a little sin in our life in the beginning of this week or maybe this, today or even this morning, uh, yesterday, or maybe the, uh, the thing on TV caused us to think something we shouldn't think or maybe we saw something or bought something. You know what I'm talking about. That, that evil uh, head rose into our lives and, and caused us to do something or just act a little bit <laughs> different like we... Don't normally do Because Satan said uh, You can do that Nobody's going to see you Nobody knows Well, God knows And, and, and I know in my life I uh, uh, slipped into a hole this week And I need to climb myself back out And the best way to do that Is just We're going to take a few Just a short time And, and just do a self-confession Just go ahead and Confess those little sins Because there are sins No matter how little Or what they are uh, To God let's, let's do that right now You know, in my own life uh, it, it's hard to talk to God sometimes when we turn our backs on him or did something to cause us to turn our backs on him but uh, you know as we we face him and just as we faced our parents when we did something we shouldn't have done we uh, suffer the consequences but just as God forgives us uh, our parents I know my parents forgive me for some of the uh, wild and crazy boy things I did. And I wouldn't even call it boy things. They're just things that nobody should do. But anyway, let's just thank God uh, that loves us. Thank Him for being, uh, that we can go to Him and pray to Him and just lay our lives before Him. We can lay our needs before Him. We thank him that he takes care of us, He provides for us, uh, he takes care of our uh, illnesses and our sicknesses, and not only physically but our sometimes our mental sickness that we suffer. Lord, we just thank you we just ask you to wrap our your arms around us and, and and continue to watch over us and continue to guide us and continue to admonish us when we do we're not supposed to do or or we think what we're not supposed to think or or we drift down that path you know it's like uh, you know Brother Eric was talking about you you can always there's always bad things that you can pull out of something you can pull bad things out of sermons you can pull bad things out of uh, Black History Month or uh, whatever history month it is, you can look always look at the bad side of things, but you know, God tells us that we will have a brighter day, a brighter future as long as we love him and we know that he loves us. Lord, and we just thank you for that. We thank you that he watches over us and takes care of us and provides for us. But most of all we thank him for his son and his salvation. He became sins to die for us, to die for our sins, to die for the sins maybe that we did this week, maybe that we did this morning or we thought about this morning, Lord. We just thank you for that. We just, again, we just want to thank you and praise you, praise you in all your glory. Amen and amen. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Thank you. See you. Amen. See
1: you amen. Sunday. See you Sunday.